Hello and welcome into the Gotta Be Saints podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Gotta. Join me each week as I tackle life's most important question, how do I become a saint? Today's episode is titled, Do You Love Me? Have you ever found yourself playing matchmaker? Either romantically or just in the form of friendship? You know two people who would be perfect for one another if they just met? When I was a freshman in college, my roommate and I were talking, and he mentioned to me that he thought this one girl, Nicole, was was really cute and he wanted to get to know her. I, of course, took this upon myself to make sure that they met. A couple days later, we found ourselves in the cafeteria, and I saw Nicole across the room. I yelled her name and said, Hey, Nikki, meet my roommate, Peter. Well, long story short, Peter and Nikki are married now with a beautiful little boy. In truth, I take... No credit for what happened because they would have met without me. I have no doubt. And once they started dating, I was not a part of the equation. But the truth is, there is beauty in the encounter. And that's what I want to talk about in this episode. I want to talk about the beauty of encounter. I want to talk specifically about Peter's encounter, or I should say, encounters with our Lord. And I want to start with his first encounter. If you're looking at the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 35 states, The next day John was there again with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard what he had said and followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following him and said, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translates means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, was one of the two who heard John. And followed Jesus. He first found his own brother Simon and told him, We found the Messiah. Then he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You will be called Kepha, which is translated Peter. An encounter, my brothers and sisters. I share this specific gospel passage with you because I think it's so necessary to understand the topic that we're talking about. As I mentioned before, the title of this talk is Do You Love Me? My hope in this short talk is to be able to reflect on Peter's relationship with our Lord from the get-go, from that starting point to the final culmination of him dying for our Lord. I want, to, I want to be honest with you who might be listening to this. In my opinion, the hardest scripture passage to stomach is not the crucifixion. 
Now, I'm not trying to sound controversial. Believe me, that's not my intention. In truth, I firstly, I'm speaking personally. This is what affects me, what I have a tougher time reading. And when it comes to the crucifixion, for whatever reason, I can accept Jesus dying at the hands of wicked men. I hate it. It brings me pain, sorrow. But I know in the end, Jesus conquers death. No, brothers and sisters, for me, the hardest passage to stomach is found just a few verses later in the 21st chapter of that same gospel that I shared earlier in the gospel of John. Following the resurrection, Jesus appears to the disciples twice in private. And truly, I can only imagine how those conversations went. This great desire from the apostles to apologize. And Jesus lovingly telling them, peace be with you. It goes back to those encounters. As I mentioned, that first encounter, Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, sees the Lord and knows his brother needs to meet him. And so he introduces them. Well, Andrew certainly takes a step back, at least in regard to limelight. Peter goes to the forefront. Right away, the first thing the Lord says to him is that he needs a new name. He'll be called something else. His identity has changed because now he knows the Lord Jesus. And I do think these next three years that Peter and Jesus share with one another are some of the most beautiful years to reflect on. This encounter that Peter has from meeting our Lord, but then in time growing to know our Lord and to love our Lord. I mean, Peter so beautifully understands his brokenness, and yet how much Jesus loves him. And in that, he knows he has to give our Lord something. Knowing that he's not perfect, he gives him his whole self. He gives him his heart. He says, Lord, this is This is the heart of a broken man, but I want you to have it. And he lets everyone around him know. As I've mentioned before, through the posts on this Instagram page and also through the different podcasts, Peter's my guy through and through because of his vulnerability, his honesty, and his heroic boldness to faithfully proclaim his love even in the face of hypocrisy. He fails so many times to follow up with the words that he's spoken, and yet he keeps coming back. And so I want to get back to this passage. You know, that's kind of a a brief culmination. You have Peter going from meeting the Lord to then finally coming to know the Lord which then brings him to loving the Lord, 
And then him making a proclamation, Lord, I will die for you. Well, we all know how that proclamation goes. Peter denies him. And so, as I said, Jesus appears to the disciples twice in private. And those conversations must have been so interesting. But of course, the Lord begins by just saying what needed to be said. Peace be with you. But I wonder, with those first two encounters, was there any privacy? Or was it just another hangout as a group? I don't know. The Gospels don't shed that light. So I like to look at this third appearance. That's the one that truly gets me. Jesus goes and meets the apostles on the water. To me, a very appropriate spot, all things considered. It's a place that brought many of them to him and certainly united all of them in some way. And this sets the scene for arguably the most beautiful breakfast ever. As they're sitting there on the beach, I'm sure in that moment, it felt like everything was finally back to normal. But if you've ever hurt someone you loved, them saying, I forgive you, sometimes just does not feel like it's enough. When you're truly contrite, truly sorry for the actions that you've done, you've committed, the ways you failed, you want, no, no, you need to also say sorry. And I'm sure Peter was looking for his chance. And this was finally his moment. Now, this is not necessarily scripturally based, but in my mind, the other apostles must have walked away. Maybe they walked back to the boat to bring in the rest of the catch that they had just had. Which leaves Jesus and Peter alone likely for the first time since his crucifixion. And Jesus, being God, knows what Peter's feeling, knows that his heart is still broken up. Because if you've ever done this to your best friend, if you've ever denied your best friend, the heart does not heal quickly. And so Jesus, understanding this, looks at him, looks at Peter and says, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? A chance for reconciliation. Peter responds, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus calls Peter by his original name, the name given to him at birth. He's telling Peter, I've known you since the beginning, and I know you now. He then asks him, do you love me more than the other disciples? (laughs) There are many reasons why St. Peter's my all-time favorite saint. But one of them, as I kind of spoke to a little bit earlier, 
is the fact that he responds with conviction and sincerity. Yes, Lord. You know that I love you. You know I love you above all else. Once Peter fell in love with the Lord, he lived each moment for him, never shuddering to proclaim that love. Following Peter's response, Jesus responds, Feed my lambs. He responds to this great proclamation by Peter with an invitation. Serve me once again. Forgiveness. Then a second time, Jesus says to Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter again responds, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Tend my sheep. Again, I absolve you from the wrong that you've done. And one last time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter, distressed, responds, Lord, You know everything. You know that I love you. Feed my sheep one final time. Three questions, brothers and sisters. Three responses. This encounter is a little different than the last time Peter was in this spot. Instead of denying our Lord three times, he proclaims his love. And in the process, you and I are able to read about the very first confession ever to take place. There's beauty, brothers and sisters, in the encounter. This encounter leaves St. Peter at peace, or at least somewhat. We do see him verses later being told, follow me, which I always have found to be pretty ironic, all things considered. Isn't it interesting that our Lord is telling St. Peter, who spent the last three years with him, doing everything with him, and yet he still needs to be told, come follow me. There's beauty in the encounter. I can't imagine what Peter felt after this. A great weight has been lifted off his shoulders. But he knows his mission's not done. Days later, Jesus ascends into heaven, leaving the apostles. And I'm sure there was a great fear in their hearts. A fear that said, Lord, what are we supposed to do? But when they said that, he wasn't there. And for nine days, they lived in fear. Wondering, what was next? 
wondering if this was everything, if they had experienced it all, if upon him leaving, their work was, was done, finished. They were scared. And then, of course, the Holy Spirit came down upon them and filled them. If you're listening to this on the day this podcast has been released, it's Pentecost Sunday, brothers and sisters. The same thing that I'm talking about right now. The Holy Spirit comes down upon them and remains in them. Their fear has subsided. They've gained a great confidence, a confidence they only knew when our Lord was present. But he was present. He is present, brothers and sisters. He was present with them then, and he's present with you and I now. And Simon, son of John, who was asked to feed the sheep, was in charge. In charge with the task to lead this church, lead this flock. And Peter courageously takes up his mantle, takes up his responsibility and fervently leads. A man who was just a fisherman, a man who was called by his own brother, a man who was told by Jesus himself, get behind me, Satan, a man who wanted to set up tents for Moses, Abraham, and Elijah, a man who sat at the Last Supper and said, Lord, I will die for you. A man who fell asleep in the garden. A man who denied our Lord three times. A man who ran to the temple upon hearing the news that Jesus had risen from the dead. A man who jumped out of the boat when he saw that it was the Lord on the shore. Brothers and sisters, do you love me? Is the question that brought about reconciliation for Peter. And I think it's a question that you and I also need to ask ourselves. Do we love him? And it's also a question that can bring reconciliation for us. Because the truth is, you and I are both Guilty of not loving the Lord the way he deserves to be loved. And he looks at us and he says, do you love me? I invite you this Pentecost Sunday or whatever day you're listening to this talk to sit with the final chapter of John. Read that passage of Peter at the water. Place yourself there and bring before the Lord, whatever's on your heart, if it be your insecurities, your failings, your doubts, set them before him and let him speak. Let him 
hold you in his arms. Let him love you the way you deserve to be loved. He's a God of mercy, brothers and sisters. He wants the very best for you. And sometimes the only thing getting in the way of that is our own foolishness. Do you love him, brothers and sisters? I promise you, he loves you.